Hello and welcome to Triathlonology, a triathlon podcast by Anime's Racing Team. I'm Oliver. And I'm Jackie. We are a mum and son coaching team who have changed our lives through the sport of triathlon. Our podcast aims to break down the mysteries of triathlon training and show you, the listener, how simple and flexible it can be so that it really does become part of your lifestyle and not just a hobby. This is just a brief advert to tell you about our triathlon holidays in Villamora, Portugal. Right, they are on the 15th um, and on the 22nd of April. They run for six days. But if you would like to come from a, for a long weekend, then we can accommodate that as well. You just need to get in touch and we can work out the details. Yes, so all the details of what, when, how and how much are all on our website, www.animisracing.com. The link will be in the show notes or wherever you found us from. And you can click on there, send us an email, get in contact, and we will provide you with all the details. You'll, we've also done a really good podcast about with people on our last um... last holiday, so you'll be able to see how good it really is. Hello and welcome to another episode of Triathlonology. I'm Coach Oliver. I'm Coach Jackie. And together we're a mum and son triathlon coaching team from Yorkshire in England. Today's subject of our podcast in another episode of Triathlonology is the weather and triathlon, because living in, well, Yorkshire particularly, and living in England specifically, the weather and triathlon go together all the time because there is really all sorts of weather. Yeah, because you could have all sorts of weather in one day. Right, one day, yeah. Yeah. So we we initially thought about doing this episode when it was a bit hotter, and we were going well, to talk a lot hotter. A lot hotter. We yeah. were having a heat wave, which we is anomaly in England. Yeah, and we were going to talk about how to cope with that and mm. with your training and what that all entails. But life goes on. Yeah. And we're now at a point where it's we're just about to go into autumn, winter. Um so we're going to talk about the other extreme as well, in how that is with doing Training. training in the winter, in the cold, and the rain, and mm. the damp, and what have you. So that's what this episode is going to be about. And seeing as we are in, or oh, just about to go into proper autumn, proper winter now, we probably best off start with training in autumn winter, winter conditions. Yes. In the Northern Hemisphere, generally. Particularly in Yorkshire. Yeah. Because obviously, it's, I mean, if you're listening to this in sunnier climes, like in Spain or Portugal, or the south of France, I imagine your experience of winter is somewhat different to ours. Yes. Because Although when I did go to Australia, people were wearing jumpers and flipping hoodies and uh, duffel coats, and I thought it were boiling. But so it's everybody's... Well, we've experienced that when we've been to Barcelona on New Year. We've yeah. been sat there in a T-shirt. And then they've just had people have been walking past with big coats and yeah. scarves, and it's been eighteen degrees, and people are looking at us like we've got three heads. Yeah. But in about a week or ten days' time from when we've recorded this podcast, the clocks in England will go back, which will mean that nights get sh- nights get longer and the mornings get shorter. So you'll be most people if they've got a job during the day. We're going to work in day at dark and coming, coming home, home in the dark. dark. But that also means they'll be going training in the dark and going training at home and after work which obviously is not a very pleasant thing but you have to take your victim as you find them as I often say in my line of work not a murdering being a solicitor Um, so 
how would how would we say that we should you should do your training in the winter, particularly if you're in the northern hemisphere and in a place where it is going to be dark, cold, rainy, windy, and Snowy. generally unpleasant unpleasant weather. Well, the old maxim: dark nights, running tights. Yep, definitely. So if you're going to go outside and go training and running outside on the roads, um, make sure that you wear, you wrap it up appropriately. So don't need to be going in any shorts. Wear some running tights. It'll help keep your, the rest of your legs warm and retain the heat, which will help prevent from injury. I would say some temperatures have a base layer on. Yeah, I, I think a base layer, yeah, definitely. Um, you can always take things off. You can't put them on. That's and true. Wear bright clothes. Wear um, what's the word luminous or the reflective, so that that motorists can see you. Because as a it's, motorist myself, when you're drive, driving along and then you see what 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 was that? Is, is somebody running in all black? Why? Yeah. So I mean, something I've is or something with um, visibility on it, or the the provis um, yeah, jackets we that we've got. With provis, what you do look like. An alien? Um, no, I you don't. You're too young for this. But um, over here, Jeff, it was I'm Randall trying, and Ockert Randall deceased. Randall and Ockert deceased. You look like Lincoln Ockert. A spectre. Yes. Yeah. But they're great. Which appropriate for around Halloween. Um, but yes, making sure you wear a base layer and a t-shirt, and then a jacket with some visibility on it. We recommend the Provis stuff because we've worn that for years, um, and it works. It really does light you up like a Christmas tree, so people can't can't miss you when you're running but most of the time is if you're running in a town or a city you're going to be on the pavement anyway and um, it's only if you're in the countryside that you're probably going to be I still interacting it, with vehicles on the road i still think it's a good idea to be seen yes because you can't trust pedestrians to not look at you either no um but so you can run outside obviously and that will be quite fine it's where you get to riding your bike that becomes Problem. Potentially a problem mm. because in the winter you're opening yourself up to a lot more or autumn winter you're opening yourself up to a lot more injuries caused by other people other than you. And what I mean by that is vehicles or people stepping out in the road because they're not looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is less likely in the spring and summer months because it's more daylight, people are more vigilant and watching what they're doing, but not necessarily. Um, You'll be walking dark. along looking at the phone. And and not seeing what's in front of them, same as um, drivers will be just concentrating on the road, not thinking what's coming left or right at them. So it's or coming from a track, tra- a turning or yeah, a drive yeah. or some traffic lights or whatever. So, um, what I would some personal recommendation, and by all means, this is not like the gospel, but I would say if you're going to go out on your bike, go out during the daytime. Do that at weekends. Weekends, or if you work shifts and you're in, a, you've got the ability to yeah, go out during in, the day. During the day, do that. If you are not able to go out during the day, then the turbo is going to become your friend. Yep. And what is a turbo? In case people don't know. Yep, it's a a, a machine that you can attach your bike to. You take the, you can either put a skewer through your wheel and fasten it onto onto it that way that it clamps. Your back wheel into the into the um, piece of equipment. A flywheel. Flywheel, yeah, that's it. That's technical. Or if you've got, if you're really whizzy and you like your technology and you have something like a a, a wahoo kicker or a um, 
tax neo like we've got you take your back wheel off you put it onto the um you put your you put your chain you know, onto the cassette on the turbo and it's called a direct drive because yeah. it replicates that back wheel feel for you but it's just moving around instead yeah, yeah. and yeah. Those that really is going to be the key to having a safe and successful winter, really, because yeah. you can no matter what weather's doing outside, no matter what whether it's dark or or if it's if it's raining or it's mizzling. snowing or um, there's no excuse for not getting on your turbo. No, you can get on your turbo and you can get a good session out. And yes, it can be boring, but it is the hundred percent safest guaranteed way that we can. Um, that you'll be able to do your exercise, you'll be yeah. able to do your bike training in the winter. Yeah, I was also listening to um, Lucy Gossage on a um, a podcast, ironically, today, and she was saying about um, when you're actually doing an Ironman or a longer distance race, you need to be able to have been, you've got to have done your Saturdays and Sundays, your three-hour rides on the turbo because... You've only got yourself a company. Coping with boredom. And yeah. you've got to cope with boredom. So it gives you the tools and the mental fortitude to be able to um, execute your race on race day. Um, because I could never do an Ironman because I, I can't get on with myself. So, you know, for doing that for six hours on a bike, I'd, I'd be ready for shooting myself. But everybody to their own. But mm. a turbo gives you so many benefits um well you don't have to stop for, i mean the the principal one is yeah. you have to stop for traffic or um, red lights or anything else that's going off in the in the road so you do continuously cycling and um, usually you can have your turbo inside as well now it might be that you're allowed to have it in the garage in which case that's usually warmer than the mm. outside or you might have to have it in the kitchen or spare room or wherever it might be that's also going to be warmer than being mm. outside so you don't have to get all togged up in your winter gear um, to go and do it and it means that it's quicker and easier you can get on get your session done and get off again and it's normally a really quality a quality session as well mm. you can liven up your um, turbo sessions somewhat by adding bits to them so we've been on zwift which is like a a gaming mm. thing platform since we were beta testers we were for beta it, testers, yeah. cracky, uh, 2011, 2012-ish, mm. right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been on Zwift since that time, and there are, I mean, when we first went out, there was like a little island you could go around, and it was a quite Bobby Basic, but now it's all-encompassing. There's different worlds you can go to, different courses. Um, I rode it the other week, and um, I was in France one minute, and I went through this virtual portal, and I was riding up a climb that they'd done in the... Volta Espana like a weeks before. So um, that was interesting. Oh, not that I could see it, I just got like the ramps and stuff, but that made it a bit more, um, it, you know, at least I could familiarise myself yeah. with that. And also with the new direct drive turbos that connect to Zwift, you get a much more realistic um, riding experience, don't you? Yeah, because that will alter the difficulty of your ride depending on the terrain on Zwift. If you select it, you want it to be controlled. Um, which for some sessions is fine, for some sessions, in my opinion, is not fine. No. Um, but if you want to have a real-life outside-type um, ride but inside on your turbo, having your direct drive trainer control that on Zwift or another platform like that is really good. Um, you can also do what I do and put match of the day on. So I'll tape that at night on the Saturday night, knowing that I've got to go and do my training on a Sunday morning, and then I can get up and watch the full episode of match of the day 
from Saturday night, not the shortened down version, one that they show at half past eight on a Sunday morning. Or if depending on, sometimes I also decide to wait until later in the day and watch whatever's on um, Sunday. Sky Sports, football or whatever it might be while I'm doing that. Well, so I'm completely different to offering that um, I am so, so glad now that um, Neighbours is back on the telly because I record my Neighbours and I watch Neighbours. I watch weeks with the Neighbours because it's pure indulgence. It's pure fantasy, really. And um, it's just takes you away from yourself. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Neighbours fan. You can also watch a film. Yeah, right? watch a film. Watch a film. In times gone past, particularly when Disney Plus first came out, um, and my wife subscribed to it, I went straight through all the Avengers films in order, and then all the Star Wars films in order, so that I could do, which obviously occupies a lot of your time. So, you could, training indoors is really beneficial because you get a good session. There are things you can do to entertain yourself while you're doing that but you haven't got to worry about getting togged up into your winter clothes or dealing with the perils of winter, um, generally speaking. For running, you can also use a treadmill if you've got access to one of those in the gym or maybe you've got one in your, one of your own because if it is absolutely silent it down, and which for people who are not from Yorkshire means it's raining, cats and, raining cats and dogs. then And you might look out the window and think, I don't fancy doing me running this and then not do it. Having a treadmill means, again, you can go into the garage or the spare room or the gym or wherever it might be, and you can get your session done, although essentially you're running on the spot. Because the treadmill is continually moving at the pace that you set it to, you're always running to a steady pace, or otherwise you can change that as you go and you can change the um, incline as yeah. well for yeah. for running um, and again, hills and stuff. I know people hate call it the treadmill, but you can get, again, a real quality session mm. on a treadmill. You just need to know how to use it properly. And if you have a good coach that sets you good sets, then um, you can actually become an, a much improved runner on the treadmill. I know people are going to say, oh, no, you can't. You can. Trust me, you can. And um, I would recommend... I know that Zwift now does, does yeah. running, but although I've not really done that yet. But um, again, I watch... When I'm doing sessions, I watch uh, my iPad and watch uh, a program or mm. something that I've downloaded, and it just passes your time on, mm. and it means that you're not getting. Because I also think going outside from the warm to the cold, getting absolutely wet through, coming back in into the warm, having a shower, getting all your clothes back on, it. I think it contributes to colds and infections and things like that i might be a bit old-fashioned with that but that's an old wife's tale i know it's no it? wife's tale but i do think so no. whatever that's not science it's so not it's... science that's just yorkshire sense okay um so that's pretty much winter training and what you can do with your winter training to try and make it safer and more enjoyable for mm. you so let's talk about what to do in periods of hot weather which Previously, we're quite unheard of in England, um, but in the last couple of years, we've had some really lengthy heat waves, mm -hmm. um, which have been really hot because of probably global warming, amongst other things. But when we were put on our trading holiday this year yeah, in Portugal, Portugal. Um, they were having a heat wave, which meant it got to like 30 degrees by 10 o'clock, which for them, again, in April was unheard of. Yeah. But how, 
can you cope with this if this happens to you? I mean, you might live generally in a hot place and be heat adapted. Um, but if it, you are well, somewhere you, where it's like, a more pick, temperate climate and yeah. then it picks up and dips off like in England, like in parts of the USA, northern France, Germany, mm. um, those kind of places, how do you? what do we do if you've got a hot day and you want to do your a really hot day and you want to do your training? Well, simply, um, I would say go out earlier. Yep. Or go out later. So don't go out when it's absolutely boiling. Go out before it starts to get hot or go out when it started to cool down. If you've got a long run to do, go out and put some your bottles in in strategic places so that you could have a drink. And if you use a loop course, then that's always better because you can always stop. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to wear light and breathable clothing mm. because... Doing exercise anyway, you'll be sweating. But if it's 30 degrees and you're trying to go out there, you'll just make it worse. And the chances of getting heat stroke or um, hyponatremia or yeah. something even worse than that are higher. So wear something breathable and wear a cap. fast dry. Wear a cap to protect, the, um, protect your head from the sun. Put some suntan stuff on. Make sure you're taking in plenty of fluids. And when we talk about fluids, we're not just talking about water, but get some salts in there as well. Mm. Um, and again, indoor training is really useful when it's boiling up. I know that sounds ridiculous to say, oh, well, particularly for people in England who get a month's worth of summer and that's... that's well, you're lucky. Yeah, you're lucky and that's your lot. It then becomes horrible again. But for a, for a good training environment, if it is roasting outside, then... If you go inside, you can go on the turbo again, point the fan at you, whack it on full blast so you're lacking an hurricane. Mm. That'll keep you nice and cool. Same on the treadmill. You can have yeah. your fan at you on the treadmill and that'll keep you cool. And if you go to a gym, then they've usually got air conditioning. Yeah. So you have to sort of use the tools that you've got available to you to make the temperature or the weather circumstances work for you. Because some people are absolutely really relish going out in the heat. I particularly perform better when it's hot than when mm. it's cold um that said i won't go out running when it's 30 degrees because i think i'm just going to die um so i would if it but it depends i mean largely it depends on your own circumstances doesn't mm. it? if you work during the day and you've got an evening and a morning to be able to do training well you'll probably be all right in the morning before it starts yeah. to get hot yeah but in an evening particularly later on you get into the summer it might be quite late before you can get back yeah. out again and it cools down sufficiently. Mm. So that's again where being able to go into the garage or the spare room with a fan on um, and do your training outside is yeah. advantageous. It's yeah. using your time that you've got wisely and it's not letting something that you can't control, i.e. the weather, stop you doing the training that you can control. Yeah, and you, the thing is, the, the key to success in triathlon is consistency. And what we're trying to do in is... Fact, on that, I saw a study this morning on Twitter. I think it must have been done by Training Peaks, mm. where they'd said that actually, if you are eighty percent consistent in your training, you will you will perform seven times better than you think you're going to perform. Well, I think we should just we should leave it on that then, Oliver. Yes. So control the controllables, or as Billy Connolly said, there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only the wrong clothes. Until next time, I'll see they. Thank you for joining us today. See you next time. See, See you then. Or as we say in Yorkshire, City.
you've been listening to us to witter on about our triathlon experience but we always say that we are triathlon coaches and you can be coached by us online yep we use training peaks as our um, delivery platform which is really simple to use and sessions are delivered direct to your phone or watch or whatever thing that you use the morning of your sessions for more details about pricing how it all works go on our website link is in the show notes or then drop us a message either here or instagram or facebook and we'll get in touch with you thank you we don't do a lot of adverts for anything really and certainly not for things that we don't believe in so this is really unusual for us to say this is an advert for position one Yep, I've got to say they are the most comfortable triathlon clothing that I've ever worn. And also their chamois cream is to die for. Socks are really comfortable. I'm actually wearing them now and it's like having slippers on my feet. So we have tested these products for probably the best part of six months and really, really rate them. And they are excellent. You can buy them online at the Position One website and use the discount code OLIVER, that's O-L-I-V-E-R, to get 10% off.